That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. As the Bills get set to play the Jets, where do they stand among the challengers now and going forward to the Bills in the AFC East? Plus, Brandon Bean on OBJ, it sounds like the interest is real. And speaking of Bean, he breaks down how deals are talked about, what's true, what's not, and where Dan was right. That's all coming up on this week's edition of the Buffalo Plus Podcast. All right, welcome back to the Buffalo Plus YouTube channel, the Buffalo Plus Podcast presented by Connors and Ferris, Mike Catalana, Dan Fates. I am Jenna Cottrell. We are rocking our Buffalo Plus merch. What do you think, everyone? Um, all right, before we get started, <laughs> please be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Uh, all right, Mike, Dan, the Bills looking ahead to the Jets this week. We'll talk a little bit about the NFL trade deadline as well, what went down for the Bills. But, Mike, what what's your thoughts on this Jets team as the Bills head down to MetLife this upcoming weekend? So you remember a year ago when people were getting excited with the Jets when it was Mike White, you know, <laughs> when he got on the field and then the Bills destroyed them. It's not the same thing now uh, because their roster is better. There's no question they've improved yeah. the roster. But last week was the week for them. Five and two with the Patriots coming in. Fans all in. All in. Mm -hmm. And then they struggle in that game. There's boos coming down. It wasn't crazy booing, but Zach Wilson heard a lot of it. So I think if you're a Jets fan, you are encouraged by the roster change that they've gotten, guys. But the biggest thing is they're scared to death that they got it wrong on the quarterback at the moment. And I think that's what's holding – if you're a Jets fan, you've struggled through a lot. That's what's holding you back from thinking this team can really challenge. They are 5-3, and three, so they've won games. Uh, I guess it'd be kind of similar to what the Giants are doing, just winning without a great offense and a great quarterback. But there's real concern that they got it wrong with Zach Wilson. Yeah, Zach Wilson so far this season, even though the, the Bills were – or the Jets were five and two, five and three. You said, Mike. They are now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They were winning with Zach Wilson, not because <laughs> of Zach Wilson. That's something that you like to say, and I think that Zach Wilson's like the perfect point of that. Warren Sharp said that Zach Wilson is holding on to the football longer than anybody in the league. Last year, he was the second worst at it, and this year, he's actually gotten worse. He's now holding the football for nearly three seconds three seconds plus. And that's not because he's creating plays downfield. Like this isn't big Ben extending the place. This is just him not knowing what he's, what he's supposed to do. And I think he had what 18 throwaways last week. Like that's crazy. Like yeah. they got problems with no breeze hall. Now 
Um, yeah. The offensive line is banged up. Um, this, like you said, this is not a scary offense by any means coming in on Sunday or going to on Sunday. I think with Brees Hall going down, that it just changes the complexion of this team so much because it now is on Zach Wilson mm -hmm. to be able to create the offense. And we've seen how much he struggled last week in that role. And I think, Dan, when you talk about him just holding onto the football, there's so many plays that I see where he just – he drops back so far to avoid the pressure and you're like, you, you got to do something with it. But he just, it's like, he doesn't want to run forward. <laughs> like It's like sometimes, and we saw, you know, early on with Josh Allen, some he just takes, sometimes would take those terrible sacks, but you saw that development. Obviously Zach Wilson is only in his second year, um, but you see some of that hesitancy and with the offense now relying on his shoulders. I mean, there are, big question marks. I think that the jets have played well. I think they've been frisky. What's their tagline? Like all gas, no break. I think you'll see that all around MetLife stadium, which I think is like the worst, like yeah. trust the process is at least succinct. Um, yeah. but well, I thought I you were just say, talking about MetLife in general is the worst. <laughs> what, By the way, about, terrible new stadium, worst of the new stadiums, boring, no so personality. Boring. And this yeah. is New York's well, it's Jersey. We get it. New York Metro area. It's yeah. a boring stadium. I feel badly for, you know, they met life, you know, they replaced the stadium and just did a newer version of the same thing. Yeah. Boring stadium. Oh, they turn it to green instead of blue. There you go. <laughs> Big move. Um, but talking about this team, like, I mean, it's a division game though, Mike. Yeah. And the Bills did not beat the Dolphins earlier on the season. So that yeah. adds. Oh, they got to win division games, right? That's the one blemish. Gotta the one loss there. is the one you didn't want. You lost in the division. Mm -hmm. So, yes, while Miami is the number one rival right now, uh, you got to win these games. You can't afford division losses. I mean, their goal now is to be 5-1 and one in the division and just take that out of the mix. So um, I don't know if Robert Sala can coach. He seems to have some things going his way. I'll tell you what's helped his defense is getting better players. Sauce Gardner can play. It's funny how that works. Yeah, yeah, he can play. They're more aggressive on defense. They feel like they can get some pressure. They feel like they can hang in there defensively. Now, I don't know if they can do that against Josh Allen, and I don't know if they can do that when their offense is struggling like it is. But, you know, they had a pick six for a touchdown last week that got called back on a really yeah. iffy uh, quarterback roughing against um, Mac Jones. That might have turned that whole thing around. And with that, if that play stood, this still, with all their problems, could have been a six and two Jets team that they're playing. Yeah. You guys have been down there. That crowd's going to be fired up. They still have hope. I mean, they, they try with the Jets. They really try. And they've had nothing recently. But uh, I do think you're right. That's a good word. Frisky. I think they feel that way. I think they feel like the roster is better. But we all know this. Until you get the quarterback right, there's not much yeah. you're going to really be able to do. Well, yeah. not only that, there is there are other times too where CJ Mosley is the most important player on that defense, at least in years past. Maybe now it's Sauce Gardner. I, I understand that, but there was a time that before I think it was opening week last year that the Bills played the Jets, and Mosley was everywhere to start the game and then got injured, and then the Bills just poured it on after. Like, and Josh was the, that he was the first player that Josh men mentioned about this Jets defense. Um, they can cause problems defensively, much like I was more worried about the Packers' defense than their offense. Very similar story uh, heading into this week, in my opinion. Mike, I mean, what makes 
this defense so special? Like what makes them, I, you talk about the players and CJ Mosley and sauce Gardner, but just the, the way that sauce Gardner is playing, like what stands out to you? Because obviously he's the bills talked about how during the draft process, they didn't even really look at him because they yeah. assumed he was going to be off the board. Yeah. Oh, he was going to be, and he was a high pick and, you know, you got to embrace that if you're going to be that guy. And he's got an edge to him. You know, he's wearing the cheese head walking out of Green Bay when they got to win. And, you know, some sometimes with corners, they're going to get beat. I'll say mm-hmm. one thing. They defend passes. Like mm-hmm. last year, it was comical how wide open Bill's receivers were. And, you know, Sauce and the other corners, I think, they've, I think they have actually, the stat, defended more passes so far this year than they did all of last season. And last season, guys were just running free. It really was was bad for them. So I think that's the difference. I think it's a confidence level. I think it's in all three phases, defense. Again, mm-hmm. you look at the numbers. They, they've been pretty good. And it's hard to play really good defense in this league with a lousy offense. Yep. Yeah. You know, it's hard to play complementary football when your offense, your quarterback is, you know, we talk with Dan Leberfeld, who covers the Jets, and he's like, his completion percentage is 50%. And Dan knows this. I think – who was it that had the line about completion percentage? I was trying to remember that it's a stat about decision-making. It's not a stat oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. about accuracy. And yeah. it really is. You know, when your quarterback is a one-read guy and you take that, and the Bills know that. So yeah. what his first read is, a Garrett Wilson's a good young wide receiver, you know, but they don't have a lot there at the mm-hmm. moment because of the quarterback, I think. He's not able to do that. So – um, I think it makes it tough on the defense, but they believe they're going to go out there. Honestly, I think they walk into the field. They think they're going to keep the Bills contained this week. Yeah. Whether they will or they won't, I think they have a chance to do it because they have talent and they have confidence. It almost reminds me of like 2018 Bills when obviously Josh Allen had a lot more raw talent and ability than Zach Wilson. But like I remember Micah Hyde being like, we don't want to give up any like we don't expect to give up any points which obviously is like okay well you know that's that's hard to do but how the defense is like we have to play essentially not a perfect game but we have to be on it we're we're going to be the the part the unit that like leads this team and the offense will follow so that's why it kind of gives me that similar vibe of like a team that's building a team that's trying to put the pieces together although things obviously seem very different at the quarterback spot um all right yeah it's interesting one one last thing it's interesting to me is that like we're talking about how good sauce gardner has been and i was just looking up real quick um this is going to be a different test than they have faced offensively. Um, yeah. They lost to Baltimore week one. While Lamar is special, somebody asked me, to, it was uh, Jenna, we were talking yesterday at Bill's practice. Somebody goes, who are you more afraid of, the Dolphins or the Ravens? And I said, Dolphins. I said, yeah. offensively, they scare me more. While I think Lamar is heads and head and shoulders better than Tua still, the fact that you have Waddle and you have um, Hill. Hill and all those guys like that, that yeah. worries me. Um, they played the Bengals. The Jets did. They lost Burrow through for 275. Obviously, you know, you have Chase and yeah. Boyd there. Um, they beat the Dolphins, but that was the Skylar Thompson game. So, mm-hmm. like, take that for what you will. But, like, they really haven't gone up against a true top uh, Chase is that that borderline yeah. of top five guy. But besides that, this will be the first taste where we really get to see if Sauce can go up against Stefan Diggs or the, yeah. you know even Gabe Davis and, and try and shut them down. So that's 
sometimes you got to look at stats with context, and this will be the, the the real test, I think, for Sauce. And yeah, Jenna, step well, up to weight class. I'm sorry. What I was trying to, get, you know, when I look at the whole division, and we're not this is not Dolphins week, but obviously the Dolphins are loaded with talent now, and they're yeah. pinning a lot on Tua. Patriots and the Jets to me are similar. I think Mac yeah. Jones. I, I guess he's better. I'm, I'm just not a Mac Jones guy. I guess he's better than Wilson at the moment, right? Because he's guided them to the yeah, play, like playoff. whatever you want to say. Yeah. Both teams can no. play defense. Their offenses are well below par for NFL offenses. They just are. But it, but they are teams that can get after it a little bit defensively, and they'll see how it matches up. The question is, can they score enough points to stay with the Bills? The Bills are that team. And we think the Dolphins – have at least shown explosiveness. These yeah. the, the Jets and yeah. the Patriots were pretty evenly matched teams last week. Like I said, that call was a massive one in the game uh, that it could have gone either way. But yeah. the division is better. There's no question the division is better. The Patriots are, you know, maybe took a little step back. They weren't great last year, but they hung in there. Mm-hmm. The Dolphins are good, and the Jets are better. They had to be better. So, you know, again, for them, you know, they're going to – they're this is their – I'll say I'll say Super Bowl, but it's close, right? They're playing the Bills. They're playing Josh Allen. It's like, yeah, you know, it's the best team they're going to play. I feel like the Jets and the Patriots are like that Spider-Man meme where there's two <laughs> Spider-Mans like pointing at each other. You're like, ah. for the quarterback. Yeah, yeah, they're both. They both have yeah, good solid defenses, and then they're trying to figure out what they can and do. And you have no margin for error when you have that kind of offense. Like, you have to play that game. Like, look at the two last week. And the Patriots did not get a good game out of Mac Jones. Mm -hmm. They won, but it was picked off. They picked off three. I mean, I'm telling you, he throws – he just threw the ball away a few times. Wilson did. Yep. And he's he's seeing ghosts, I think you would say, (laughs) which another Jets quarterback used to say that. So, (laughs) hey, and you know what? We'll talk plenty of Jets another time, but uh, teams aren't going to mess around anymore. If it's not happening, they're going to find a way to get another guy in there. That's yeah. the way the league is now. It's not like you're going to stick with the guy for five years. So he better step it up or they're going to have a, a you know, we could see Mike White or Joe Flacco. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Find a way, Mike. That's it. Using Mike the White. Bills trade line. Um, all right. So talking about the Bills, obviously the addition of Naheem Hines, uh, a guy that we were able to see in Buffalo in Orchard Park yesterday at practice. He talked afterwards, Dan, what was just your initial takeaway from what he had to say as, you know, he's a versatile type of player. He's able to return. He's obviously a running back, but a great pass catcher as well. Uh, I loved this all before I let you answer of Josh Allen talking about uh, seeing Hines at practice and he go, Josh went to Stefan Diggs like, Holy crap, he's fast. <laughs> yeah. And I, I love that. I loved that this is a guy that was hungry for a fresh start, getting away from a Colts team that the last two years, I mean, he's had Carson Wentz, the ghost of Matt Ryan, and Sam Ellinger at, at, as quarterback yeah. roundup. Like, he was asked about what it's going to be like to play with Josh Allen. And he was just like, wow, I get to play with all these stars. And, and, you know, he said all the right things about just wanted to come in and help. But I asked him yesterday, um, where is that fine line between wanting to come in and prove your worth? I always think it's so funny when, when a player gets traded for, it's always one team saying, we don't really care about you. 
and it's another team saying like, Hey, we, we want you like, like we value you come. We want you to be a part of our team. So where's that fine line between like, well, I'm just going to keep doing what I do. And also like, like I want the, to prove the bills, right? Like that was what Josh Allen said. Like when they asked him about like the organization, he goes, I wanted to prove the bills right when they drafted me. And it seemed like Heinz kind of had the same thing. I said, what was that fine line? And here's his answer. Uh, I think it's just uh, really with that, it's just humbleness. Uh, I feel like my whole life, even when I got the second contract years ago, it's always been about proving to other people. And uh, I think throughout the years I've learned, it's not about proving anybody. The Bills wanted me here, and that's all that matters. And it uh, doesn't matter what they gave up for me. I'm happy to be here. It's an opportunity. It's a new team, and it's a new situation. So uh, I'm not really going to press hard. I'm going to be me. I feel like these last five years I've been me, and that's been good enough. And uh, hopefully it will be here too. Yeah. Got a chip on his shoulder trying to prove himself. I don't think he was a wrestler, but he kind of fits the process. <laughs> I'm just going to say that. He just yeah. strikes me very mature. I don't like that to me. doesn't scream. I have a chip on my shoulder. If anything, that well, to me, that to me just says like, I'm going to do me. And I know that that's really good. Like, I think when you're saying chip on the shoulder, meaning like, um, I mean, he has had to prove it. He's a smaller guy. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's and Naeem he's, Hines, right? Like, but like I, this isn't, Ezekiel no. Elliott. No, no this I, is a, a journey. That. That now he's kind of on his second team, but like a middle of the road running back. I will say, I feel like though, when like you go to a Super Bowl contender, like I don't, I don't know if I would say that puts like a chip on my shoulder. I think it just says, like, if I were him, I'd be like, thank goodness, like yeah. I actually get a shot to win. Like I it's not it's, that it's not that the Colts didn't want me. It's just they're not in the they're not they can't utilize me as best as what I need, and think. Thankfully, I have another opportunity. Yeah. Colts people were saying, maybe now someone will use this guy the right way. I mean, he has a skill set for the NFL. He absolutely does. He's a return guy. You know, he's taller than Darren Sproles, but he reminds me of a Sproles-type player. Sproles was an incredible player, and he was literally 5'6", five, 5'7", five, seriously. And, you know, but he was a, a returner. He had speed. He can run pass routes. That's what this guy brings. And I think he's going to be the punt returner. Yeah. While I think Khalil Shakir's done a good job, uh, they're going to want to trust a veteran, and he's done it before. And I think that element of speed out of the backfield, and not just the ability to catch the ball, but to catch the ball down the field too, which is a different skill set for a running back. Mm -hmm. You know, They're not built normally to track the ball. He, he does that. And uh, I think it's, you know, and Bean talked about it, Jenna. He said they looked at him in the draft. They looked at him in 2020. They saw him get to the Bills in that playoff game. Yeah. And he made some plays in that game. So they've had their eye on him, and now they get him. And I think his skill set fits. And, you know, moving on from Zach Moss, nice guy. He needs a fresh start, but that was an easy yeah. call for them. Yeah, I think it makes sense. And, I, I mean, I think the price – was definitely right. Yep. I mean, considering, and I think the piece about him being the return guy and just having, I mean, Dan, you even talked about it yesterday, like having Khalil Shakir be able to focus on one job and just how much, how much that gives him just to be able to, you know, have his attention where not, not saying where it should be, but just let him have the ability to kind of flourish there as opposed to diverting what he needs to focus on. Yeah. Take something off the rookie's plate and just have him focus on, you know, becoming more comfortable in the slot or in the offense um, makes a lot of sense. And the last thing on the return game is they always had the backup of, well, Micah Hyde will catch the punt. 
Correct. And they don't have mica. So you have a veteran and you do have Shakir if you need him in there. And, you know, that's an issue. And, um, and that's one of those may not be for 50 returns a year, but it mm-hmm. might be for that one in the game against the Dolphins or the Chiefs in the playoffs. Yeah. And you want him to catch it, move it forward, you know, not necessarily a touchdown, but which would be great. But I think that's what they're looking for. Yeah. All right. So we got to hear from Brandon Bean on Wednesday at practice. Was asked a bunch about the NFL trade deadline. And then, Dan, he was also asked about Odell Beckham Jr. And uh, just kind of what the conversations have been like around the wide receiver. What was your takeaway from what Bean had to say? He's a heck of a talent. Um, (laughs) And this isn't the first time we've asked Bean about OBJ. Um, We've talked about that Vaughn's been recruiting him heavily on social media. So Um, is Trey White. Trey White said he sent him about 2,700. Buffalo Bills emojis. Um, yeah, I think that Bean is constant. Like, I think Bean's a constant guy that, that that's calling teams and constantly checking in, tr- always trying to improve this roster. I don't think that. I think most competent GMs are are yeah. doing that. There's only a few teams though. It is going to come down to me, guys. Is is what does Beckham want? Does he want to be the guy? Right. Does he want to be the guy and get the money or does he want another ring? Now he has the ring. Now, do you, what does he yeah. want? Cause there are a couple of other places. And I know Mike Florio today was on um, his show on NBC and was saying that it's only a matter of time before OBJ signs with the bills. That would be great. I have been saying that since training camp that I think he's would absolutely fit well into this offense. He's not the diva that he, that he was, um, yeah. when he was with the Giants and the Browns. Um, but if I'm OBJ, I, I, I also can understand the fact that if he wants to go get a two- or three-year deal with the Green Bay Packers, makes a lot of sense to me as well And being the number one guy. Yeah, it could be in Green Bay. The other place he could go is Dallas. Yep, yeah. Dallas, absolutely. Dallas needs another weapon. Yep. But you know what? I look at the Bills' offense at the wide receiver position, And we've talked about this a lot with Gabe. Gabe Davis's role is huge for this team because he can get deep and make those Mm -hmm. plays. But what have we talked about with Gabe? He's not the consistent five for 75 guy. He's not. His numbers are big, low, big, low. It's just what it's been. A little bit of injury he's been dealing with that has clouded it this year. When, when Gabe goes, he goes big. Yep. But who's their most third, most dependable guy. It's Diggs. No, third most. Oh, third. I thought you said, oh. Yeah, there's a drop off. (laughs) I mean, who do you say is the guy? Like, and we all love Isaiah. He's had an up and down time. You know, he made a nice play last week. Uh, Shakir's a rookie, you know, and then you start looking and yeah, and you say, who is? So start wheeling out that three, that group of three where it's Gabe, Diggs, and OBJ. But your point about the money is he's going to want a deal. He's a free agent. This is what sometimes fans, they talk about getting other players that are under contract, like Hines or anybody. They're under contract. You you fit them in. In this case, he can say to teams, I got five teams trying to get me. Who's going to give me the best deal with the most money? Mm -hmm. You know, and that doesn't mean, you know, Green Green Bay, sure. But they have not shown an an interest in doing that at all for Rodgers. But if Dallas is in it, Kansas City's in it, who knows with Miami? 
they could be yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you'd think because the salary wouldn't... cap isn't real. I just want the to put that out there again today. Real. Bradley Chubb now has got a massive contract. Uh, I'm pretty sure Xavier Howard has a massive contract. I'm pretty sure Tyreek Hill has a massive contract. Oh, and guess what? If Tua keeps playing like this, he'll get a massive contract because the NFL salary cap isn't real. End of rant. <laughs> but my point is, thank you. That rant brought to you by Connors and Ferris. <laughs> uh, my point is, there's going to be teams going for him like this was different you traded for Heinz. he's coming to the bills this is different there's no yeah. trade here he's yeah. a free agent who can sit back he could come to a team with five weeks left in the season and go to the chargers too i don't know what it takes to sign him like is it going to be he's working out for everybody i don't think so yeah i think it's going to be a little bit of, you got to have faith Yep. You know, he's got to pass a physical. I get it. But there's passing a physical, and then there's being ready to go. But my thing, too, is is that at one point, I thought this was kind of going to be like a rental deal, like one year, time for this year. If I'm OBJ, I want security that I'm going to be at a place for two to three years. Like, I oh, just yeah. don't. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's I'm no rental signing, here. Yeah. I'm not signing to play with a team for six games in the playoffs no, with no security. So, like, this thought, like, Originally, I had sign him in training camp, get the one-year deal, see what you can do. And now it's like, that was stupid of me to think because he's going to want a two- to three-year deal. Of course yeah. he is. Jenna, there's there's absolutely no way he's signing. It would be a, a bad move for him yeah. because if he plays, he's got to play like over-the-top great. Yeah. And if he doesn't, if he comes back and he doesn't look good, he's shown everybody that. you got to get paid, and he should. Yeah, he paid now. He's going to have offers. But, Janet, what do you think of Bean being so, basically, I love OBJ, too, is kind of what he was saying. Yeah, I feel like Bean is a very smart guy and uses the media as a tool. And I think him saying, like, he's a heck of a talent, like, all this stuff, that to me says that, that to me, I'm like, okay, they've they've there are conversations happening now at the end of the day, like you said, it's got to be two sides agreeing. And what does OBJ want and the security that comes with it? And are the bills willing to give that? Um, but if, if I were OBJ, I would want to go to a team like the bills because I think you're coming off the injury. Obviously that can be a little bit tricky to have other guys to kind of, I don't want to say rely on, but also help you. Like it's not yep. all on you. And I think that gives him more of leeway to kind of get back up to speed. Obviously he does have the ring too, but I, if I were him, I, I would want to go get a, I don't want to say a real ring, but like, I would want to be there. Ooh. I don't want to say that, but like, you know, I, I would want to be with the team and I would want to go to another Super Bowl. That's what you're, it's all about. Like you're a hundred percent right. And if you're him, you know what? You come to Buffalo and make five big plays. Five big plays down the stretch. Yeah. You have it's what Von Miller did. It wasn't the total numbers. He made big plays for them down the stretch yeah. and in the playoffs. You come in and do that. Diggs is going to catch his. Gabe's going to catch a few long ones. OBJ makes those plays. He looks phenomenal. You're not asking him to come in and go for 10 for 140. That's not what they're thinking because yeah. Diggs can do that. Yeah. Um, it's just the way these other guys talk about him. He's a popular guy. He is. And the guys who know him love him. So, and yeah. having 17 as your quarterback is the biggest drawing card. Yeah. Like if I look at Miami, I think, wow, they're really good, but I just, I have questions at quarterback. I do. 
And yeah. when you look at around the conference and all of these things, like the Bills He's playing pretty well. To he is it's playing, playing well. well. Yeah, but like I don't. It's also Miami. You got Miami if he wants to be in Miami. I don't. But, yeah, that's true. I but, mean, come on, we're talking about the end of the year. York. You're playing like you want to be in the big games. He does. I think yeah. he does. So, and he's not going back to the Rams because they stink. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, no, I, I, I think there's decisions to be made, but I think after hearing Bean talk, I think the Bills are more invested than I once thought. I'll put it that way. I'm with you. I'm with um, you. Dan, you don't seem to agree. No, I, I've been in. I. I've heard and read reports that they've been in it this off season. I think you're constantly, I think at this stage and even during the off season, I think you're just constantly checking in. How's he yeah. feeling? How's the rehab going? What, yeah. what, where are we at? You know, you're, you're, you're talking to those people. And like I said, and you have, not only do you have the Von Miller connection with their best friends, but Trey white talks about it. Obviously that he's known him since 2013, him and Jarvis Landry were the ones at LSU that, he went in, Trey went in as a wide receiver and they said, well, you're not getting on the field with these two guys. And so he's like, all right, I'll go play on the other side of the ball. Like they have a, a you know, they, they keep in touch. So all that plays into it. Yeah. The last thing I would say is for the bills, you would be excited that he comes, but would you be more excited that he comes to Buffalo or more worried if he went to the chiefs? More worried, more worried. I'm with you on that. Yeah, yes. I think you just would be saying you would be saying, please go to Dallas. If you're not coming to us, yeah. go to Dallas. Absolutely. That was somebody. Somebody made the comment about Bradley Chubb, and they go, "At least the Chiefs didn't get him." And I said, "Touche." Yeah, that, yeah, I, that's I, a I good do point. understand that. Yep, but you know, still got the Dolphins to yep. deal with. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. Um, all right. Well, speaking of maneuvering and um, the trade deadline and doing due diligence and checking in on players. Um, yeah, we heard some insight about just Brandon Bean and what he does, you know, around trade deadlines and what his job is like in the NFL. And I don't know, was there anything that stood out to you? Um, there was one bite. I think we have it cut that, that puts into perspective, um, how things work in the bills organization and how, how they like to handle things. Um, and he provides some perspective on how we handle things yeah. with our job, which I, yeah. I think is also important when news comes out, Mike. Yeah, it's news. And this world we live in, there's a lot out there, including something that Dan reported that, well, let's hear from Brandon Bean talking about that whole world that they live in, we all live in, who cover the NFL and how they approach it. There are times when things get put out there that – the Buffalo Bills are after this player. Sometimes I'm not even aware, and I say that in the sense that a scout may have, you know, we may have a scout and he's in charge of the Denver Broncos, and he may call his contact at that team and say, hey, is, you know, is this guy even available? Should I even mention him? Should I not? Sometimes you never even hear back whether the guy's available or not, and then you read two days later that we went after him. Um, I know you guys have a job to do, but sometimes when you hear we're involved. Now, again, I did on Christian McCaffrey. I did speak to the Panthers GM, never made him an offer, but did stay in touch through the process. And ultimately, uh, it was going to be more than we were going to be able to do. Okay, so I'll set this up. Dan had a report, uh, said that the Bills had reached out to the Panthers about Christian McCaffrey. The Bills 
told us they were not happy because they did not they wanted a chance to respond when they did respond they said that it was not accurate that that wasn't true it was true um and then from that point on they've been fine i think at that time dan's report was accurate and it struck a nerve with the team because in this whole world of trying to make a deal the more things get out the the more you heard him just say one of their scouts hears read mm-hmm. something on twitter that's actually sometimes what happens like wait a minute is yeah. this guy available and then boom they're out there asking about it then a report gets out so look i understand that they're not going to always tell us the truth it's to the benefit of them it's not like they're also not telling us who's starting it you know right guard and right tackle until they have to like they try to protect certain things um but this is the world we live in too where we're trying to get information it's a competitive thing yeah and the information was correct now dan you understand why they would say it's not true because it was of no benefit to them to agree with that and i also think that things get out because certain people want them to get out. <laughs> yes. I think that's very telling. And yeah, part of what Bean said in his opening um, monologue was also saying the fact of like, all of a sudden people said that we're interested in Alvin Kamara and that, and that we got rebuffed and that the bills made a trade offer and it didn't happen. Um, I think part of that is also sometimes that gets out because the team is trying to drum up interest from other Absolutely. teams. Yeah. And sometimes Absolutely. I think all of the respected people who have our insiders and work for big networks are fed stories or are told things to help facilitate a narrative. Yeah. So there are sometimes when you hear something and go, well, why would that be getting out? LeBron James is a king of it. Like they are like NBA Twitter and NBA, like this league, all those things. Like, it, it, it happens in the NFL too. And so, like I said, I had a source that said that there was contact between the Bills and Carolina the Tuesday after they fired Matt Rule. Um, the Bills at the time told me that that wasn't accurate and they were unhappy with the report. We now fast forward. Christian McCaffrey is now on the 49ers and Bean says he did have contact. So right. it, and, it is I, a little bit of... Yeah. I mean, but I, I, like I said, I'm not bitter saying, well, I can't believe no. like, like First shock, of all, shocking that, that an NFL team wouldn't be honest. Like, but it, they it's, don't, it's, it's of no benefit to them Correct. to be honest. Yeah. And yeah. It's, it's fine if they say, I have no problem with them saying that's nope. not true. Correct. In hindsight, he says it is true. Bean is a pro. He's always been professional with us. He's a great general manager. All those things. He's yeah. also doing a job. He's as open as almost any general manager. Even those things we talked about today, like they don't, not all of them say stuff like that. They act like they're covering the the nuclear codes, but there are times when it's a absolute strategic thing. Mm -hmm. And I'm just making this up. You know, they're trying to, maybe they're looking, can we get a deal done quickly before everybody and their brother is in on it? Now, it's not that crazy to think when you fire the coach and you're a mess in Carolina that anybody could be available. You just saw Bradley Chubb get traded because Russell Wilson stunk so far, right? Yeah. This is what teams do. But I th- I do find it fascinating, and I do agree, his point about any contact can get reported. Yeah, and It doesn't mean it's not true, but it's not always as 
cut and dried. Brandon Bean got on the phone, called Howie Roseman with the Eagles, and made an offer for this guy. Part of it could be true. They could be talking about multiple players. It could be assistant GM. It could be a scout. They're trying to reach out to say, hey, Brandon, this is whatever. One thing I don't play. If I'm a scout and I'm reaching out to a team about a player, I think I might send an email to Brandon and say I reached out on it. But if he wants to say he wasn't involved in it, it could have been at a really odd level with Kamara. But, hey, look, when all's said and done, they got a guy who I think is going to help them. They didn't give up a ton. Yeah. And we'll see. And also, the guy they were looking at, Dan, is playing in the NFC. So yep. if they see yep. him, they're seeing him in the Super Bowl. So yeah. they're not really that worried about it. And it's also part of this stuff, Jenna, is like when you hear it. Like it's it, it's just checking in on things that you hear at certain times. Like yeah. if I didn't check in that day with a source, then we don't have the Christian McCaffrey news. And it, that yeah. may come out weeks later like it did. So yeah. Yeah. All that too um, is is timing and what that's something the Bills and Brandon Bean they don't like things to get out. So and they're I also good at understand it. and they're very good at it. Yeah, but, it's, I, yeah, I think that they, plays into it. Right, but if they call a team and that team says something to an agent who says something to somebody else, there's the difference. Like yeah. Jenna, it wasn't Bean. Yeah, and Jenna, you, the key thing he said in all that Kamara and McCaffrey, he did not want the narrative to be that the Bills made an offer on either one of those players yeah and maybe they never did dan didn't report that you reported they reached out to him so well i i think it two things stand out to me one is you're right there are very few leaks that come out of one bill's drive even i think the the trade deadline like it was 401 when the (laughs) trade was reported and i think that was very purposeful because they don't like other outside factors being involved that being said it makes sense why they would be you know, I don't want to say up in arms, but I, I understand the reaction to Dan Sweet because that was there's also a sliding scale, I feel like, like you said, of like reaching out to a team is a is a part of the due diligence of being a good general manager and a good st- scouting staff. Yep. And I think sometimes it's and like Dan did not say there was an offer or anything like that, but I think sometimes we all read into what we see so much. Yep. And so there's a, there's a lot of factors at play, but um, no, I mean it 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 makes sense because of you know Twitter is a very powerful tool, and it is. it's incredible kind of how things even when it's you know just a simple tweet how things can kind of be um, implied by yeah. the the reaction kind of you know my mom always told me like when you're reading a text sometimes you put the meaning into it. Oh yeah. And yep. I mean, that's very true. So, and we'll end Val. with, the, end with this. Shout that's out Val. It. Shout out wearing Val. A, wearing a scarf soon. <laughs> uh, and we will end with this. Unlike the running game, in this case, Dan was right. Dan was right. Wait, wait, wait. One sec. <laughs> you got that locked and ready to go. Okay. By the way, I want to tell everybody people have been reaching out about the hats. We are going to have something where we're going to be giving away some hats to some of our loyal people. We're, we're still figuring out some of the mechanics of it, but these are in demand. In yeah. demand. I got people reaching out to me. Everybody yeah. wants the Buffalo Plus look, so we will let you know when the and, hats are out. 
Yeah, and if there's another form of merch that you guys that you all would be interested in, just to give us ideas for maybe the future of the Buffalo Plus YouTube channel, please drop a comment of of some of the things that you would like to see. Yep. Just to, right. to see. Right. Um comment. What should people comment, you think, other than merch questions? Um, Dan, I mean, I, to me, I think the biggest thing is OBJ. Like yep. in that case, do you want him? Are you worried about him going somewhere else? Yeah. Okay. That's fair. All right. Uh, thank you all for joining us so much. For Mike and Dan, I'm Jenna. Please be sure to, like we said, like, have the comment about OBJ, your thoughts and opinions, as well as subscribe. We always appreciate it. We're closing in on 20,000, which is really, really exciting. So, um, yeah, to all your friends, we always appreciate it. Thank you so much uh, for listening or watching the Buffalo Plus podcast. We will catch you next time here on the Buffalo Plus channel.